our health is far more than just about the status of our physical body. Someone who is physically fit yet mentally unhealthy is not as healthy as they could be. I'm going to be doing something a little different over the next week. Starting today and for the following five days, I'm going to be releasing daily podcasts on the topic of mental health. Mental health and mental illness has become a pandemic in our society and it doesn't show any signs of getting better. I want to offer some thoughts and pose some questions to help you think about your mental health in light of the fact that Jesus is Lord. The area of mental health is not just one thing and can range from small annoyances to debilitating disabilities. The Mayo Clinic defines mental illness as a wide range of mental health conditions, disorders that affect your mood, thinking, and behavior. Examples of mental illness include depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, eating disorders, and addictive behaviors. Now, I recognize that depending on where you fall on that spectrum of mental illness, how you would take care of yourself would differ. But I also think that there are some general principles and questions that you can be asking to help you. Now this shouldn't shock you, but I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or therapist, so I'm not going to give any advice on how to handle any issues you've been diagnosed with. However, the fact that I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or therapist may just work out in my favor. You see, I'm not sponsored by anyone, let alone pharmaceutical companies, so I have no reason to suggest pills, powders, and potions. Instead, I want to help you to point your eyes to Christ and then encourage you to steward your body. Now that might mean taking pharmaceutical medication, or that might mean working on weaning off of it and dealing with the underlying conditions instead. Even if you haven't been diagnosed with certain symptoms that we've given names to, I hope that you'll find some of these tips helpful as you work on improving your mental health. Now, despite the fact that we're living in what might be the greatest time in history, our rates of depression and mental illnesses are higher than they've ever been. According to a vision gain study done in 2021, the global mental disorder drugs market was valued at $35.7 billion in 2020 and is projected to reach nearly $60 billion by 2031. Now this should raise a number of red flags. First of all, it points to the fact that there's a lot of people suffering with mental illness. But it also shows that there's a lot of companies with huge incentives to keep people on these drugs. Now, like I mentioned back in episode 63, simply stating the what is not helpful. It's not enough to recognize that the rates of mental illness are sky high. We need to look at why are they sky high. And because you desire to have a biblical view of your health, it's important to look to the Bible first to see what, if anything, it has to say about mental health. Now, in my experience, many Christians look at mental health and think that people should just choose joy. They simply need to get over themselves and think happy thoughts. And while there could be circumstances that this is the solution, I think it maybe causes more problems than it solves. So first of all, I think the underlying assumption is that mental illness is just a switch that someone can turn off at any point they want. The second problem is that we know from the letter to the Galatians that joy is fruit produced by the Holy Spirit. So in the same way I can't make apples just by willing it, I can't make joy just by willing it. And it's the difference between outcomes and behaviors. While I can't make apples, I can do the things to position myself to grow apples. I can plant seeds, I can water those seeds, 
And if given enough time, I can expect that those seeds will grow into a tree that will eventually produce apples. So in the same way, you can't force joy, you can't just choose joy, but you can do behaviors that are more likely to lead to joy. Now, when we look at the Bible, it isn't short on people suffering. There's an entire book called Lamentations. But I want to start by looking at two characters in the Bible who appear to have dealt with some level of mental health issue. So first up is Moses. So after leading the Israelites out of Egypt, they begin complaining. In Numbers 11, Moses is talking to God and Moses asks God why he has to deal with all the complainers. Moses tells God, I didn't ask for this. I can't do it. This burden is too heavy for me. And then Moses says, if you will treat me like this, kill me at once. So Moses, the same guy who a short while before was up on the mountain experiencing the glory of God, is now asking God to kill him because he can't cope with his situation. Should Aaron come alongside him right now and just say, hey Moses, just choose joy. Next up, we look at Elijah. So Elijah, he gets into his big battle against the prophets of Baal. And what should have been a great celebration was cut short because Jezebel sends a message to him that he's going to die by the next day. And Elijah responds in a similar way. He asks God to kill him. The circumstances that he's in make it seem like it's not worth living. Now, looking at these two characters, it shows us two things. First, that mental illness is not something new. Despite it maybe being more prevalent, it has been around for a long time. Secondly, these were both men who had a special relationship with God, and yet both of them were brought to the point of wanting God to kill them. Your mental illness does not somehow mean that God is angry at you or that God has abandoned you or that you are far from God. It doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or that you're being punished. I think what we can learn from both of these characters is that when we're feeling those ways, when we're feeling like life is overwhelming us, that our proper response is to cry out to God. Now, if we're looking to the Bible to help us with mental health, we need to look at the Psalms. In the Psalms, we see a whole range of emotions and feelings that are poured out through poetry. And while sometimes these Psalms leave the situation feeling unresolved, there are a few that offer some suggestions beyond simply choosing joy. Psalms such as Psalm 10, 63, 69, 74, and 79 are all Psalms full of lament. However, I want to focus on a different Psalm. Psalm 42 starts off by the author talking about his struggles. His soul is panting like a tired, thirsty deer looking for water. He talks about his tears being his food all day and night. So he's clearly going through some difficult circumstances. But then in verse 5, he poses this question to himself. He says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. See, the author doesn't simply just tell himself to choose joy, but rather he tells himself to hope in God. Why? Because he knows this won't last forever. He believes that there will come a day where again he will praise God. Now there may be days or weeks or months or even years where it seems like things won't get better. And I don't promise that they ever will get better. But it's in those days when you can't find joy that it may be helpful to preach to your soul and to tell it to hope in God. Now this doesn't guarantee that the outcomes will change, but it does position you to experience joy. So as we go through this series, if you find yourself struggling with mental health, 
Start by preaching the words of the psalmist to yourself, hope in God.